Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Freemasons podcast with your host, right? Worship brother George Mudry. With me today, Einstock beer. That's what I got. We're going to be talking about where are we on episode 224 the mysterious murder and disappearance of Ray Rivera. Um, this one, not necessarily a Masonic, con- well, it has anything to do with masonry, but apparently there's a conspiracy theorist that this guy um, who he left a, a note. Um, somewhere on his computer or either on a piece of paper. And uh, it had some Masonic innuendos in there. So it was basically said that Masons may have had something to do with it. So we're going to dive right into this one. Uh, again, I don't got Mr. Ken, Mr. Joe. We were off last week. Uh, been kind of busy the last couple of weeks. And we have a holiday on Sunday, so we won't be recording. But uh, we then last week was my son's birthday. So um haven't really had much time so but anyway we're gonna get right into this and it's the uh apparently was uh i got an article here it's from the radio times.com and uh it's talking about uh, mr ray rivera uh what was in the note ray uh, rivera left behind all the theories behind the unsolved mysteries case so it's an unsolved mystery too interesting and this article reads from a list of names to confusing phrases, here's everything you need to know about Ray Rivera's mysterious note. Uh, apparently, this is something uh, that Netflix rebooted Unsolved Mysteries, and it sent fans into a major frenzy since it dropped in the streaming site July 1st. And this is one of the stories in it. So if you're interested in the story of it, you can, uh, you can go on Netflix and you can see it. But then we're just going to go off this article here. This article says a series which took uh, takes a look at cold cases and paranormal activity has has got everyone talking. With some fans even digging into clues to upcoming theories, their uh, theories of their own in each case. One of those cases is the disappearance and then death of Ray Rivera. Uh, he was a 32-year-old newlywed, last seen alive on the 16th of May, 2006, before his body was found six days later in an abandoned room in the second-story annex of the Belvedere Hotel in Baltimore. Following his death, his wife Allison found a small note which he left behind on his computer. The FBI cleared the note as having no suicide intent and viewers haven't stopped trying to work out what it means with many linking it to the Freemasons. Shocker. So what exactly did the note say? What are the theories behind it? Here's everything you need to know about it, including excerpts from the actual letter. What did the note say? 
Revere's wife said she knows she, he wrote the note on the day he disappeared because there were scraps in the trash can. So they found part of the note in the trash can. The font was shrunk down and the entire note was contained on a single sheet of paper that was about seven inches long, folded and taped into hard to uh, folded and taped in a hard to reach area. The note begins, brothers and sisters, right now around the world, volcanoes are erupting. What an awesome sight. Who, whom virtue unites, death will not separate. The last of which is apparently a Masonic phrase. It is. Um, it's not exclusive to Freemasonry, but it is the Latin virtuous junxit mors non separabit of the 14th degree, which is virtue united, death shall not separate. Another part of the letter reads, I stand before you a man who understands the purpose and value of secrets. That's why I cherish them as secrets. In the letter, Ray also names people who had died, including actors Christopher Reeve and filmmaker Stanley Kubrick. It also contained a long list of people Rivera knew and was related to, with a request to make them and himself five years younger. So let me just start by saying, I don't know this guy from Hole in a Wall, but from what they're said so far, this guy is all over the place. Uh, Maybe signs of schizophrenia. He also says that was a well-played game. Congratulations to who, to all who participated, but it was time to wake up, so here I am. Life is a test to see if you can control your spirit. Take care and enjoy the festivities. Speaking about the contents of the letter, Allison explained in the documentary, there's a whole page of people he knew, but he's missed some significant people, so that seems strange. There were movies and the movies were the ones that really stuck to him. I know what all of these things were, and nothing was really a surprise. It was just why were they all compiled in the format that they were compiled. Uh, struggling to understand the letter, Allison decided to put a sentence into Google, and it came up with results relating to the Freemasons, uh, leading many to speculate that Ray had been linked to the group in some way. Um, I can tell you right now, when I started researching this topic, I see nothing of Ray Rivera as a Freemason. And uh, again, could be wrong, but uh, I'm not seeing anything. Um, He had some, uh, on the note, he had uh, movies and names, and a couple of them were Wide Awake, The Sixth Sense, The Village, The Others, Signs, and some dark-ass movies. This guy clearly, I, I, my personal opinion, he had something mentally going on with him. I don't know what it was, but he, he's too all over the place. He's he's got his head in one area and he and then in another area, and he's kind of linking things together that really shouldn't be or don't really have anything to do with each other. So that's just my personal opinion. Some sort of schizophrenia or some sort of a mental breakdown that's going on or occurring here at this point. Um. May continue. Other excerpts from the note, according to Newsweek included, I'd like to welcome those who accepted out invitations for membership during the game. We couldn't have done it without you. What the hell game is he talking about? I took on the endeavor to find the truth, but not for its own sake. In accepting this quest for the truth, I hoped to make myself, with the help of others, into a man worthy and ready to receive it. 
Members of the council, please note that I will lend careful concentration to the traditional responsibilities. In light of those proceedings, I will satisfy the standard request from this council within the appropriate time. What the hell is he talking about? What are the theories behind the note? And here we go. These are the theories. In the documentary, viewers are only shown the note from a distance where there are words and phrases blurred out indicating that it might contain information that cannot be shared. As a result, no one has actually been able to read well enough to deliver the full manuscript. Uh, so I'm basically looking at a picture here. Uh, you guys can look this up on radiotimes.com. You can see the picture if you follow along. I'll give you a minute to look that up if you're interested. Um, but there's a lot of there's names that are exposed, but then there's a lot of blacked out sections. Like you'd imagine like Project Blue Book of like the U.S. government where it's like blacked out names and stuff like that. But um, in the do uh, let me continue on here. Um, as a result, no one is actually been able to yeah, read that too. But that hasn't stopped armchair detectives from trying to decipher the note and coming up with their own analysis on it. Theory one, Rivera's note was linked to David Fincher's The Game. In one of the theories linked, in one of the theories links Rivera's death to David Fincher's film The Game, which featured a character dying in a similar way to Rivera. Uh, the theory posted on Reddit points out a connection between, and we're going to get into that because there's, there's on Reddit, there's a whole article about the Freemasons. But uh, anyway, I'm here. The theory posted on Reddit points out a connection between a note left behind by Rivera in the Great Fall, which initially disappeared, uh, which initially appeared to cause his demise, although the forensic team determined his cause of death as unexplained. The Internet detective noticed the game was listed in Rivera's note, which referred which referenced the Freemasons and family friends, as well as films, TV shows and books that he enjoyed. In 1997, film follows a man in the 19, excuse me, let me try this again. In the 1997 film follows a man who participates in a scheme which blurs his concept of reality and ends with him jumping off the roof of a building through a glass ceiling. And the theory suggests that Rivera was copying the events of the film. Okay, I'm still going with schizophrenia on this one. Explaining the theory, a fan commented, the whole movie is about this crazy game that makes you think you're lo you lose everything in order to let, your to let you appreciate life again. Ray was an unsuccessful movie scriptwriter, and he may have gotten involved in something that tried to imitate the game in some way. The show's co-creator, Terry Dunn Mirror, recently spoke about the possible connection to the game. However, he said that Ray's wife, Allison, doesn't see the, any significance in it. Theory two, Ray's note is written in code. Ah, here we go. Another thread that fans have been following is that the note was written in code. For example, some users have converted the text into a number using Jewish gem, gem, uh, gematria system, whereby each letter is given a number. The opening line, brothers and sisters, for example, has a score of uh, 1,398, the same, as the, the same as phrases like follow the white rabbit, the Lord Jesus Christ, or possessed by the devil. Uh, again, if that's the case, we're still looking at schizophrenia here. Theory three, Ray was linked 
to the Freemasons. Here we go. One of the popular theories connects Ray to the Freemasons due to the language used in a note. Let's be real, people. He used one phrase that's not synonymous to only Freemasons. Um, His wife, Allison, put the opening line into Google, and it came up with the pages on the Freemasons. And in the documentary, Rivera's family and friends said his fascination with the Freemasons centered on their reputation as an organization with secrets. Okay. According to WBAL-TV, there were more details on Rivera's interest in the Freemasons. In a report, the publication stated that Rivera had talked with a member of the Maryland Lodge to inquire about joining. Yeah, people do it all the time. Um, on, and on the weekend before his disappearance, he spent time reading the book The Builders, A Study of Masonry. They add that on the day of Rivera's disappearance, he went to a bookstore and bought the book Freemasonry for Dummies. This is a guy showing interest. I mean, it, clearly, if there, I mean, right here in this line, uh, it states uh, that um, Rivera had talked with a member of the Maryland Lodge to inquire about joining. So he wasn't a Mason. And on the weekend before his disappearance, he spent the time reading the book The Builder. So he's doing what any person who wants to join Freemasonry would do. Not everybody does it, because I strongly encourage you not to. Um, You don't want to get a book on Freemasonry before you become a Mason, because it kind of ruins your initiatic experience in a sense. Some people may agree, some may not. But he's not a Mason yet. So if he's inquiring about joining Freemasonry, and he filled out a petition, and he's inquiring about joining, and he talked to a Maryland Lodge, um, and then he goes out and buys books, well, you know, he, he clearly didn't, take his first degree so uh, he wasn't a mason and realistically um we're gonna we'll entertain the theory that freemasons may have you know taken care of this guy or whatever or or even if it had something to do with masonry the guy didn't even get in the door yet he he, he didn't even become a mason and so there'd be one you can link it to freemasonry all you want but he really didn't even get in the front door so, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Secondly, you can't even really say that, oh, he was clipped by the Masons, if you want to go that route, because he hadn't even gotten in the door yet, and we'd have no reason to, even if we were to do it, which Masons don't do that. So, um, it, it's not stacking up for me that Masonry had anything to do with it. I believe that, me personally, this guy had some sort of uh, mental health thing going on. That's just my personal opinion. Theory four, Ray's note physically spells out the word help. Okay, let's check this out. One Reddit user had suggested that the what the words in the letter say is not as important as the letter looks. Instead, the note that sh- the shape of the paragraphs could be spelling out the word help. Interesting. Let me go back to the top here. I got to look at this. I got to look at this because the uh, top of the page. How in the fuck do you get help out of that? Okay, whatever. Scroll back down here so I can see what the hell I'm doing here because that doesn't make any damn sense to me. Um, where the hell was I? Okay. In a comment posted on the social media site, the viewer wrote alongside the image of the note, which had been uh, inundated, did anyone else pick up on how the formation of the text shape of the note spells help? Okay, I'm not seeing it, but okay. Again, I also don't have the note in front of me, or I don't have a good image of it. So, 
Theory four, the letter is a set of notes for a screenplay. Okay. One of the less sinister theories is that Ray's letter may have been a set of notes from a screenplay he may have been working on before he passed. Ray did work as a writer, and his friends commented his unique way of thinking in the documentary, saying that he was always working on a play or story, so it's not unlikely. Okay. Um, I personally am still going to go with the uh, the thought or the theory here that um, this guy had some mental health issues going on here. Uh, I'm looking for that uh, Reddit thing right now. Um, I, I personally think that this had definite in this thing it definitely looks very um mental healthish in my personal opinion so uh, i'm gonna try to go over here to reddit and see if i can find this shit uh give me one second folks reddit going to type in Ray Rivera Freemasons and see what pops up. Boom, here it is. Um, this is actually, uh, it's Reddit, Unsolved Mysteries, and this is a, this is put up by Golden R 16180 I want to give credit for, for this. And um, he said, it says here, Ray Rivera, the conspiracy theory. And it's conspiracy is capitalized. So before I get into this, and it actually says it again here. Freemason's initiation gone horribly wrong. All right. We'll see about this. Uh, I got to give credit to Golden R here on this one because he said the below is a conspiracy theory, capitalized and emboldened. So he, he's making it he's making it clear that it's a conspiracy theory and not actual fact. And actually, I want to thank this guy who wrote this Golden R for doing that because there are so many people that take stories or conspiracy theories or theories in general um and they 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 write it so it's actually people should take it, the reader should take it to heart so i'm glad that he wrote conspiracy theory capitalized and emboldened thank you for that and he writes similar to the first rule of fight club the freemason cardinal rule is not to ever write or print their secrets hmm. well one i'm doing a podcast where i'm spewing word shit out of my face uh so i'm not that secretive two um in least in the state of connecticut our ritual books are printed so are we not supposed to talk about it no are we not supposed to give it up no but part of it is yeah we're not supposed to give it up we're not supposed to talk about it but on the flip side of it though it's it's more of a um unspoken kind of trust thing between masons that's why we don't talk about it that's why we don't talk about our masonic degrees or what happens to the uninitiated because you know we want to pique that interest so you'd want to join us and see what we're all about so the last thing we're going to do is just go on air and you know write it in a book and spread our legs and tell everybody what the hell we do again it's nothing sinister it's nothing bad we're just not going to be open about it but he writes um now there are many people who have released videos of initiations online. Yeah, there have been shitbags who've done that. And spoke openly about their experience. But those individuals, if discovered, can no longer be a Mason. It's true. It's 100% true. Uh, you, you cannot be a Mason. If you, if you do some shady shit like that and you video the inside of your lodge and put that shit on YouTube, you're an asshole. Because you're, you're ruining other people's initiatic experience. 
um, you're you're also taking something that, especially if you're a younger mason or a guy who just came in the door, most master masons, and I don't even think fellow craft would do this, maybe, but at least I've never seen it before. Um, when people do this, uh, you're doing it for one of three reasons. You came in the door because you're looking for something to... To, you're looking to shit on masonry. You were doing that since the minute you came in the door. So you did have a... I'll put this so masons can understand it. You did something knowingly or wittingly in order to deceive Freemasonry and Freemasons inside there. So you're doing it for one. You're doing it for PR. You know, in the world of social media, people get on the internet and they they... they shit on Freemasonry and most of it is because well I want clickbait and what what happens when you get clickbait what happens when you get more followers subscribers or people watching and listening well you make money off it and that's what you're up to you're in it for a monetary you're not in it for the initiatic experience you're not in it for the um the thrill of it you're not in it for any other reason or even though to help with the thrill of it for the community service part of it you're not even in it for that you're in it for your damn self and that's not what we want as masons two you've just basically betrayed every single person in that room every single male in that room and basically put it right out there that you uh you can't be trusted so yeah there's shit bags that do that i can't see masons doing it uh, who have been established Masons or Masons that are Master Masons. It rarely happens. At least maybe I believe it doesn't really happen because if you're going to go through that much time to get up to be the Master Mason, be a Master Mason and or even an officer of a lodge or something like that, the last thing you're going to do is you're going to sully that by taking a video of the initiatic experience. It, it's shitty. Um, but man, I'm not, can't say it doesn't happen. Uh, right here, he's got a quote here. Uh, the strict rule forbids Freemasons from writing down the ritual in any manner that could be deciphered by non-Masons or profanes that they were called. Freemasonry for dummies, Christopher Hodap. Uh, yes and no. Uh, it all depends on what a Mason's idea of the, uh, the ritual. For us here in Connecticut, we've had this discussion many times. Um, what is actually the secret part? For, for us, we, we actually have a, a blue book that has our entire ritual in it. The only thing that is coded inside that book is actually your obligation. And that's an obligation to your, your brothers, yourself, your God. And that is the part that is actually the most secretive of all of it. So it, it all, that all depends on jurisdiction. But uh, here we go. We'll continue on with the theory. Ray hid his initiation note because he didn't want to break the cardinal rule of printing his speech. Although it's not an initiation note, what he wrote, let's be clear. Um, exposing any secrets. He shrunk it down because Ray planned on placing it on note cards. There, uh, This was his memorization tool. Uh, I'm calling horseshit on that one, and I'll tell you why. Christopher Reeve is not in our fucking ritual. <laughs> Christopher Reeve is... His name is never brought up in our ritual. Like, there's no kryptonite conversation or anything crazy like that. Um, so, so one, he didn't write down ritual. On top of that, there's no movies noted in our ritual. The game, the village, Joaquin Phoenix, none of that's in our ritual. Um, and if you want to go with the whole theory is, oh, well, he coded it. Well, I could see that. Okay, here's the problem, though. 
if he was initiated, the actual meaning of initiation is when you are made a entered apprentice. Now, here's the fun thing about the entered apprentice, and I'll give a little secret, non-secret, whatever, but we talk about it in our ritual that for an entered apprentice, we have you know, the square and compasses. You got the square in the bottom, you got the compasses on top. Of the entered apprentice degree, one point is covered while the other is bare. Why is that one covered? And the one the reason why it's covered is because, oh, excuse me, scratch that. Uh, let me correct. Both points of an entered apprentice, both points of the compass are covered. And why is that? Because it's still hidden to you. You're still an initiate. You're still a new guy. You're still the prospect, whatever you want to call him, FNG, name it. So all of the quote-unquote secrets of masonry are not even explained to an entered apprentice. So if this guy, Rivera, had been initiated, and this was part of his uh, quote-unquote ritual, well, he sucks because none of it, it, the ritual isn't fully explained to you until you hit Master Mason. So, and again, now you jump to the fellow craft degree, one point of the compass is bare, the other being hidden, which is to teach you that you've only received partial light in Freemasonry. And then the Master Mason is where you actually get it. Uh, hey, Jersey Boy, what's going on? Uh, Matawan Lodge 192. Nice. New Jersey. New Jersey. Excuse me, I said that wrong. New Jersey. Um, so this guy didn't, if he was just literally initiated, he didn't run home and write down his ritual because he didn't even know the ritual. Because there, yes, is there a ritual you need to learn? Yes, it's called our steward's lecture. Um, and the stewards recite it to you in front of you. Some jurisdictions, you have to do it by word of mouth. So, and I don't know how it is in, in Maryland or whatever, but it needs to be done word of mouth. So there's no little pamphlet, if you will, that you hand out, you have to read and memorize it. Oh, and let me be clear. If, even if there was a pamphlet handed out, he would have no reason to write the fucking ritual down. So that just blows that one out of the water. Um, he would literally just leave his in his steward lecture book right there on the end table and go tits up somewhere else. So that blows that out of the water. There's no writing anything down because especially if he was just literally initiated before he died. I can't tell you how long it takes to learn a steward's lecture after you just got your mind blown in an entered apprentice degree. You don't remember anything that happened that night because first off, A, you're blindfolded 90% of the night. Two, by the time you get home, your brain does not have time to process. And this is one thing I've told to entered apprentices and masons that are coming up is, yeah, you went through your degree, you got to see the entered apprentice degree, but you will never fully appreciate it until after it's over with and you're able to sit on the sideline and watch another one and then another one. And then another one to really appreciate what's going on and understand it. Because that night you go through it, you don't understand jack shit. And I tell everybody who goes through it, listen, man, there's going to be a lot of shit that's going to happen to you tonight. Um, first off, you're going to be, you know, removed out of your clothes. And they're like, wait, what? What the fuck do you mean I'm getting out of my clothes? So they're already initially shocked. The minute you tell them, that, listen, put these pair of pants on. Have that leg exposed. Put that shirt on. Have that breast exposed. Oh, put this cable toe around your neck. Have it hanging left over the loose guard. At this point, they're just sitting there going, what the fuck is happening? Now you expect them to memorize words. 
And in this case, apparently they're saying this guy ran home, wrote it all down. I got news for you. You don't remember none of it. So, and, it, and let me be clear, being devil's advocate here, if he did run home and write down his ritual, this is nowhere freaking near it. So, uh, this first point, bullet point that's here, I'm gonna call. Uh, I'm gonna call bullshit on this one. Uh, next one, it is written in a way. Excuse me a second. I'm gonna grab a beer quickly. I lied, I still had beer. I just need to grab a vape pen. Next bullet point. It is written in a way no one from the outside who is not a Freemason of that specific lodge would understand clearly. (sighs) I'm going to call bullshit on this first bullet point. It is written in a way that no one from the outside who is not a Freemason... uh, I'm a Freemason. I still don't understand what the fuck he was talking about. Uh, uh, Unless you're a Freemason of that specific lodge. Well, let me stop you right there. Okay. Our ritual differs from state to state. Not much. Same exact thing. Nocte Preceptor. What's going on? Uh, Well, let me get back on this. Uh, so it's written in a way that no one from the outside who is not a Freemason understands. Well, first off, let me be clear. You can go to the fucking bookstore and buy a book and see our ritual. Not verbatim. There's actually something called Duncan's Monitor. Not exactly the recognized monitor, but pretty goddamn close. So if you grab that monitor, take a look at it, I guarantee you, everything he said in his note, it's not in that book. There's no Christopher Reeve. There's no Joaquin Phoenix. There's no freaking the the village, the game, the you know, whatever, the hangover. It's not in our ritual. I just want to be clear about that. And secondly, each grand jurisdiction has a ritual, and it is a sanctioned ritual. So unless he was part of a clandestine lodge, which I don't believe he actually went to, because, again, you can find ones that are are completely legit very easily using a simple Google search, and this happened back in, what, 2000, what did I say, 2006, 2016? Um, and the internet was around. You can Google search, you know, a lodge in your local area, a legitimate non, uh, clandy lodge, and find one. It's very easily. But that lodge is not going to have a different lodge. Not going to have a different ritual than the lodge next to it. And I'll tell you why. Because they're all under the grand jurisdiction, which would be of the Grand Lodge of of Maryland, in a sense. Because he was from Boston, and he gets or not Boston, Baltimore. And uh, that's where he applied to. It was a Baltimore Lodge. So the ritual is going to be exactly the same in that lodge. Now it's got nothing to do with specific lodge. This is somebody who wrote this who's not a Mason. And I'm just not shitting on the guy. Just saying. I'm going to explain. Um, the grand jurisdiction is the one that actually controls what the ritual says. So certain words may be in. Some parts may be out in different states. But the ritual is pretty much identical. Um. It is not a cryptic code for Allison or anyone that doesn't belong to the Freemasons. Can I explain? Bullshit. Christopher Reeve is nowhere in our ritual. Um, the Oh, point of order on this one. Just want to point out. Um, in the, the note, he says basically virtue united, death shall not separate. Okay. 
That is not something an entered apprentice or an initiated guy is going to be running around talking about because they have no fucking idea that that is a Masonic Latin phrase of the 14th degree of the Scottish Rite. It's not something you'd know unless you looked it up in a book or something like that. So he, if you're going to say that this was part of an initiatic experience that went tits up or whatever, okay, fine. But that phrase, uh, what the hell is it? Uh, virtuous junk sit more is non separated, but virtue united death shall not separate. And I want to be clear the actual English part of that is not used in, in it's not written out in like a Masonic lodge, it's always the Latin part of it. So, unless he studied Latin and knew what the hell it meant and then wrote it down in the English version, he's still freaking wrong. And it's not part of the initiatic experience, it's not part of the EA degree or the fellow craft or the master mason. You have to get to the 14th degree of Scottish Rite Freemasonry to even have that phrase thrown in your face. So that blows that out of the water. The audience is the Freemasons, and the quote and the quotes, movies, and names are all nods to the secret traditions of the Freemasons. What? What? Uh, I don't understand. Okay, so I'm going to go back and look at the, the movies on this one, but I'm going to finish this bullet point here. Uh, even the layout of when what is spoken is tradition. All right, so let's see. Right, I'm just going to look here quickly what movies he he had written down, um, and then I'll um, I'm going to look at the the movies he had written down. Uh, God damn it! I think I brought up the wrong one. Yes, I did. Hold on, I'm going to find the right article just so I can be clear about this. There it is. Here it is. There it is. I got it. Got it. Got it. Nope, that's not one either. Fuck, who was it? Oh, it was the uh, the Times one. That's what it was. Radio Times. Here we go. Let's look at the the movies that he had written down. And and I'm I'm going to be devil's advocate here. I'm going to I'm going to look at these movies. I'm going to say, was there any type of Masonic nod in any of these movies? Sixth Sense. I see dead people. There's no fucking Masonic innuendos anywhere in that movie. The others. Isn't that, the, isn't that like a slasher film? Signs. It was about fucking aliens. What does that have to do with... The, I'm not an alien. Maybe Ken is. Definitely Joe. But other than that, those two idiots, there's no Masonic reference in the movie Signs. Uh, and uh, Wide Awake. I don't know if I've seen that movie, but uh, I'm just going to look up and see what the others is real quick. The others. Oh, the others. Okay, the others is with uh, what's her what's her face, Nicole Kidman. That's where she was. She had the little kids, and she was a ghost in the house. Again, no Masonic references in that movie whatsoever. So I'm calling bullshit on that one too. They're like he, this particular guy, you know, no fault of his own. He he's saying that these have Masonic secret traditions in it like what in the movie the village was a secret tradition it was a it was a movie about a a, a a guy who was trying to keep his family safe by keeping him in a small contained park in a sense um so that the outside world wouldn't hurt him okay all right i see what they're fucking doing there all right all right okay i'll bite on that one the others 
what's she doing? Keeping the keeping the, the the live people away so that their kids don't know they're dead. All right, all right. I, I, I guess very, very vaguely. All right. Um, but signs, signs, signs. Really, I'm gonna call. Nah. It's a stretch. It's a real stretch. The blank check that accompanied the letter is for the initiation fee. Also, there was a check there too. Once you pay, which you pay once you are accepted in. It's blank because Ray may not have known the exact amount, but he conveniently took out 15K loan to me. <laughs> Whoo! Oh. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Red, Ready Mage, uh, EA, 5-4. Wish me luck. Good luck, brother. Good luck. Cheers. Good luck. You'll enjoy it. Promise you, Christopher Reeve isn't in the fucking thing. Uh, but I think it would be funny. Do this for me. That night, wear an undershirt that's a Superman shirt. I'll get a kick out of it. Take a picture of it. Have your lodge brother send it to me. I would piss myself just based off this episode alone if you just wore a Superman shirt underneath your your suit that you got to wear. Uh, Jersey boy, you'll be fine. Good luck. Uh, just embrace it and enjoy it. Yep. Nick Smith, I've been accepted. Initiation pending. Looking forward to it. Hey, congratulations to you as well. You'll get there. Again. I think we should start. I think I'm going to start this trend here. Here's what we're going to do. When you guys take your EA degree, okay, all I want you to do is just wear a simple Superman shirt underneath your suit, okay? And as you're getting undressed, then you're taking your, your jacket and your tie off and your shirt. I just want you to pop the shirt open, snap a picture of it, send it to the Freemasons Podcast Facebook page, please. This is what I'm going to do. I think it would be freaking hilarious. And it's kind of shitting on this guy's theory that, you know, the the, the note had something to do with ritual. Um, I think that would be awesome. I'd get a kick out of it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so we're talking about a blank check. So this one's a tough one, too. Every lodge, this is where every lodge does it different. Okay, first off, if a Rafferty ever charged 15K for a fucking degree... Or to become a mason, uh, I think we would be a dead lodge. It's a lot of money just to be initiated into Freemasonry. Uh, two, if the some bitch finally catches somebody, he better goddamn well share with me personally. Um, every lodge does it differently, all joking aside. Our lodge, for example, does not collect money uh, when. Uh, Ah, scratch that. Our lodge does collect money, and we charge $25 per degree. $25. Here's why. We don't make you pay dues to be a mason until you are a master mason, because realistically, uh, and I know this is kind of logistical shit, but again, secretary here, well, former secretary here, we don't get charged a Grand Lodge assessment on you as a Mason. So that's how the Grand Lodge makes its money. What they do is they charge an assessment. So each Mason pays dues to the Lodge. Say the, 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 the dues are $150. The Grand Lodge charges an assessment of $50 on you per year. So every Mason in the Lodge, in a sense, gets charged $50 from the Grand Lodge. Grand Lodge gets their 50 Our Lodge gets the 100 Easy peasy. That's how the lodge makes money. That's how the grand lodge makes money. That's how it works. You got to kick up to the. You got to kick up the the points to the boss. That's how it works. So our lodge does it where we charge you twenty five, 
25, 25 to, or uh, not 25, 25. I think it's like whatever the hell it is. I think it's 35, 35, 30. I don't know what the hell it is now because I'm not the secretary anymore. But you get charged 25 or $35 per degree. Some some lodges go as high as 100. Some goes as low as nothing. They don't charge zilch. Um, but th- all those payments for your degrees go toward your your Masonic apron. Uh, any type of award you're going to get, usually our lodge gives out the Holy Bible as a gift, as a kind of a gift. You, you know, have all the brothers sign the front of it. It's cool shit. A pin, and uh, that's what your the charge for the degrees goes toward. Now, it also goes towards your dues, in a sense. So, to there's no... Most people aren't going to show up with a check or or anything, you know, even in 2016, you're not going to show up with a check to be like, oh, I got a blank check here because I don't know what my dudes are going to be. They're going to tell you right when you get your initiation. Listen, man, the night you're going to get initiated to be a Mason, show up at $35, give it to the secretary. Okay. So if this guy, quote unquote, was initiated, right, he would have already known the amount of money he would have had to bring that night. Even if they charged him for the first year, right off rip, his first year of dues, it ain't going to be 15K. So I don't know why the guy would take out a 15K loan. On top of that, he's gonna he's not going to have a blank check. He's going to know how much he owes the night he is initiated, if he was initiated. And that's what this article is basically saying, is he was initiated because he went back home and wrote down his ritual. And that's what the, the note was that they found. So I'm going to have to say... This guy is 0 for 3. I'll give, him a, I'll give him a draw on the last one. So, New Zealand. That's awesome. Kiwi. Uh, let's see here. Um, Porter Stansberry's name is repeated over and over in Ray's note in a way that Porter, in a way that Porter was his sponsor and would even get a prize for Ray passing initiation. I want to be clear about this. We don't work off commission. There's no prize that the Mason gets for bringing in an initiate. There's no prize. Does it earn you kudo points when election comes? Holy shit, this guy brought in six Masons. He, he brought in six new guys. <laughs> he's, he's a hostler for the lodge. But there's no prize. There's no... You know, there's no commission. There's no monetary gain on this. So, we're, we're that's another loss right there. Um, which branch or fraternity of the Freemasons that Ray was trying to join? There are many, as some more benevolent than others. If Porter was involved, if Porter was involved, it was an elite one. <laughs> Here we go with this shit again. Difficult to get in and not well known. Porter kept his circles tight. So let me start pulling this one apart. Uh, You cannot go to any appending body or branch, as he calls it. Uh, We don't have branches. This isn't the armed forces. We have appending bodies. You can't do shit in the other ones until you become a Blue Lodge Mason. At least here in the States. But I believe it's the same in other countries, and in, uh, it's pretty much customary. You have to be a Blue Lodge Mason before you can join any of the appending bodies. So it's not, oh, which branch did he join? Oh, maybe one was more benevolent or malevolent or what the fuck ever. You can't do shit until you're a Blue Lodge Mason. If you can't, 
how do I put this? They're not going to bring you into the military as a sergeant major when you ain't gone through boot camp yet. So that's not that's that's totally inaccurate. One thousand percent. Um, if Porter was involved in an elite one, let me be clear about elite one. Okay. When we all die, we put on the white apron and we are just a basic brother. The title, right, worshipful brother or worshipful brother, most worshipful brother or grand fucking douchebag or whatever the hell you want to call, that title goes away when you're dead because we all meet on the level. So there is no quote-unquote elite group. Um, it's not like there's Knights Templar Rochambeauing Scottish Rite Masons and the Shriners come in their car and run them over. Like, that shit doesn't happen. Like, they're they're... They're different. There's no one that's greater than the other. It's just a different path you decided to travel. Some like the Shriners. Some like the York Rite. Some like the Scottish Rite. They're just different ways of of degree expression about the way you like it. Me personally, I've said it before. I like York Rite better. You're actively going through the degrees. It's you going through the degrees. Scottish Rite, nothing against Scottish Rite. No I went through the Scottish Rite as well, but it's put on as a play. You literally sit in the audience and you watch a play and you learn the lessons. So it's there's no one greater than the other. I mean, I know the conspiracy theorists and the fucking history channels go, oh, 33rd is the movie. You got the, the, the big building. and That's just because they had more money because more people joined that way. I don't mean shit. Um and the eagle isn't greater than the cross, and it, it's it's all it's your preference is what it boils down to. There's not one branch, as he said, greater than the other. Ah, uh, let's see here. A lot of people, a lot of people know and have family who are Freemasons. I know a guy. These are standard fraternities who met and discussed topics and do charitable work. These are these are standal fraternities who met and who meet and discuss topics and do charitable work. Yeah, I don't know where we really discuss topics. It's more of just like reading the minutes of the last meeting or, or you know, oh, Uhub two eighty five's entertainment. I'm going for my third degree tonight. Kind of nervous. Don't be nervous. Uh, nothing to be nervous about. Um, I'll take a quick segue here and just kind of talk about your third degree. You're going to take this degree and it's going to be like, oh, shit, all of it makes sense. Holy shit. It pulled in parts of the first degree, pulled in parts of the fellow craft degree, and it's all going to kind of pull it in. Nothing to be nervous about. Um, Understand this is the best way to explain it. There are many, many men who've gone through the same degree. Famous men. Basic men. Me. And came out okay. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. Uh, see, no scars on my body. That's why I'm wearing a shirt. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is, no, messing around. There's no scars. You're not going to get beat up. No one's going to. You'll be fine. Nothing to be nervous about. Enjoy it as it comes. Make sure you listen. I mean, I know it's very difficult going through a degree, especially when you're blindfolded and shit, but listen. Um, try to soak it all in, just like any of the other degrees. Once it's over with, you're going to be you're gonna be happy. So enjoy yourself. Uh, good luck, brother. Scary, uh, but I get the scary part. We all did it. Don't worry. Yeah, you're a Jersey boy. You're dead on. We all did it. You know, was I nervous? Yeah. Uh, Christ. It's been a long-ass time since I did my um, degree, so can I say I was nervous? 
I guess to a degree. Uh, more of the, I don't know what to expect. Not so much the, they're going to fuck me up um, or I'm going to get hurt or something like that. More, more of the, I don't know what to expect. But you, you're, trust me, you're going to be totally fine. You're going to be good to go. Uh, let's get back into this. Um, because this article is quite lengthy, but uh, not bad. What do we got? 51 minutes. Um, I'm just going to pick out a couple more and then uh, probably going to shut this down in about 10 minutes. But, uh, well, this is the one I was on. Um, these are standard fraternities who meet and discuss topics and do charitable work. Yeah, pretty much. However, to disclose that there is an upper echelon fraternity would mean that not everyone is equal, which is why it's kept private from other Freemasons. <sighs> this fucking theory keeps coming back all the time, and it is the most aggravating shit that i i can never let, let me i know again this is not a this is not a toot toot my own horn thing i am part of bodies of freemasonry that no one's ever fucking heard of before because they're not that popular they're quiet they're secret yes you have to be selected to be part of these so you can't just be like hey i want to take that degree i'm part of a couple right this guy right here part of a couple and i can tell you right now there's nobody telling you to keep them quiet. It does, it's oh, I'm, I'm a knight of St. Thomas of Akon. That's, never heard of that shit before. You don't see it on billboards. You don't see the symbol for it. Like, nobody knows about it. It's, it's, nobody knows about it. Why? It's not that popular. It's not, it's not aggrandized in any way. You know, uh, I'm part of the Knight Crusader of the Cross. That's another one. Nobody really heard about it. It's not secret. It's not private. Like, we're not plotting world domination it's just another part of freemasonry that is just not really talked about not that you know and you have to be asked to be part of it there are requirements you have to do to be part of it so but masons aren't denying it it's not like i'm like i'm not part of anything other than i'm not denying it like there's nothing to hide in a sense so this this whole thing of oh the Alex Jones conspiracy that it's like oh no you gotta be a three hundred sixty degree Mason in order like shut the fuck up like especially for people who are not initiated in Freemasonry just shut up you you don't know what you're talking about how could you possibly have an inside idea of something that you've never been part of I'm actually sitting here telling you I'm part of one of these bodies that is not really common not really talked about. You have to be asked to be part of it. And I'm telling you right now, there's nothing malevolent about it. There's nothing, uh, it, it's not a secret. I don't hide it. I've talked about it. It's on the, the Patreon. I talked about what it's all about, where it comes from and everything. So the whole theory that it's, it's, it's secret from other Masons, no. Somebody asked me, be like, hey, what's that, the, what's that symbol? And you wouldn't know the symbol either because it's a common freaking symbol. What the hell's that lapel pin? Well, it's on the Knight of St. Thomas of Akon. What? What the hell is that? Well, it's, you have to be invited to, to be part of it. It's just that simple. <sighs> but I'll continue with this one. Um, the level symbology is that of equality. It teaches that all Masons mean this. Oh, this is an excerpt from the Freemasons for Dummies. Yeah, we talk about equality. But again, there's no upper echelon. You just have to be invited to do it. And the reason being is not because uh, not everyone's allowed to do it. It's that there are certain bodies within Freemasonry that they're only allowed to have a certain amount of number of members. That's the truth. They're only allowed to have 
symbolically 55 members of this. I'm just throwing a number out there. 55 members can only be part of this. When somebody decides to be a shitbag, not pay their dues, and gets booted from it, or they just, or they pass away, God forbid, or or they uh, just say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a step away, and I'm gonna leave some room for the next guy." Um, and the reason being is because you know these this group of 55 guys, just using a round number or odd number, whatever, they expect these 55 guys. They are picked because they are Masonic quote unquote performers. They're hustlers, Masonic hustlers. They do things. Uh, they're active. They're very active. They take officers' roles. They're productive. So when you have 55 guys that you know are are vying to be this officer, and then you get the one guy who just kind of just doesn't really show up, doesn't really take a part. The, sometimes they'll either ask him, "Hey, you know, we'd like you to, to we'd like you to step down," or he will humbly say, "Listen, guys, I can't be there every meeting, so why don't you fill my hole?" with another mason that's worthy of it it's all it boils down to uh here we go ray's initiation could have been two week long vetting unique to his family and at time he can be taken to the and at any time can be taken to the final degree the date is not known for ray Bullshit. I'm going to call it that one. See, this whole article is crap. Uh, you can check this out on, uh, and I'm sorry to say it, but uh, Golden Rule, I appreciate what you did, uh, or Golden R, whatever. I appreciate what you did in the top saying it's conspiracy, but you are massively wrong on everything here. Raise initiation could have taken two-week-long vetting. I have known people that have been vetted within either 15 minutes by the committee or there are other lodges that perform background checks, and there are other lodges that make you fucking wait. You are a, a petitioner, and they make you come to things to see how vested you are and actually want to join. They'll make you come to that damn, uh, whatever the hell, freaking pancake breakfast to see if you're going to show up to help. They're going to make you come to that dinner after lodge or before lodge to see if you're going to come and just hang out with the brothers. They're going to make you come to that charity drive to see if you're worthy of doing that. Sometimes vetting is... Longer than two weeks. Just want to be clear. Uh, unique to this fraternity, uh, and at time can be taken to the final. And at any time can be taken to the final degree. Wrong. There is no mason that shows up in a candy van. Three masons jump out, put a freaking burlap pack over your head, and throw you in the back of a freaking candy van. It doesn't happen like that. It is. Hey, this is our meeting night. This is when we meet. Do you want us to come pick you up, or you want to drive yourself there? Some lodges traditionally they pick up their guy. Our lodge, we don't do that. We say, hey, listen, lodge is here. Be here that night. Your ass don't show up. Guess what? You don't ever get into Freemasonry. This is your initiation night. Can you make it this night? Oh, you can't make it that night? Okay. How about this month? How about th this day on this month? Oh, you can make it that night? Awesome. You don't show up for your initiation? That's it. You're, you're good, at least in our lodge. You're good. You're done. That's it. There's no second chances. Like, you're going to be there because if you can't be there on your initiation night, how could we trust you to be there for anything else? Uh, last one, and then I think I'm going to shut this down. You guys can read the rest of this, so uh, I'm going to do this last one. No one can speak of the initiation process, which is a rule, so Ray doesn't know what to expect of his involvement. He only has Porter, who can guide him to be more prepared. Perhaps the only thing Porter discloses is it typically has to do with someone's biggest fear. Wrong. 
Wrong. Wrong. There's nothing in your first degree that talks about your biggest fear. No. None. Nothing. Nothing to do with fear. It's not what we talk about. That's not what Masons do. We're not into fear. We're about the light. We're not into the dark shit. We're into the light. We want to bring you to the light. So we're talking about the good things and the benefits of Freemasonry. And we're talking about, uh, you know, protecting each other and, and protecting your brother. And if you find your brother in a poor and penniless situation, you're going to help out. And if he finds you in a poor and penniless situation, he's going to figure and help out. He's going to protect your family. He's going to help your family. He's going to help you, your children, however the hell. That's what the whole freaking first degree is about. It ain't got nothing to do with your biggest fear at all. So this article, uh, you guys can look at it and you can pick it apart all by yourself. If you guys find something in here that you think is worth noting, hey, uh, hit me back. Uh, I just want to end with this. This is not to disprove or any other theory. Um, this one initial this this is one additional theory to add to the collection. I ask to please not comment about perpetuating any mental illness or psychotical delusional episode uh it being a suicide or affair there and then uh, so oh here we go this is simply the what if it was the elusive frame <laughs> elusive i'm gonna start wearing a fucking cape if i'm elusive <clears throat> so i want to be clear on this that's where i'm going with this i believe this guy was a paranoid schizophrenic or just schizophrenic or he had some sort of a mental health issue going on where he had so much shit in his brain that he tried linking it all together he tried linking movies with and i know somebody else who does this quite frequently we all know who i'm talking about if you're a long time listener aj they take a bunch of things that they are interested in and especially one let's say this guy was like super like loved the Masons, wanted to know all about him, was intrigued about him, everything. When you get to a point where you're almost OCD, you're obsessive compulsive about this, where you try to tie in things that you th- you think you see into something because, oh, it's got to be the Masons. It's got to be us. It's got to be us. And this isn't just a Masons thing. This is, this, is, this is done with other things as well. Everything's a conspiracy. Everything's intertwined. And I, I can tell you right now, Everything that I read so far in that in that conspiracy was complete utter crap. Um, I hate to tell you, Goldnar, you're way off base on that one. Um, if it and I, I tried to relate as much as I could, and uh, I, there was a couple things I did. I kind of related a little bit with the whole the village thing. Okay, I can see what you're saying there. It's, you know, they got this little small community. You know, they got a little guy running around with a red fucking outfit and painting shit on people's doors to try to keep them in this community so that the outside profane world doesn't ruin him i see what he did there all right got it i can i can i can pick up on that one but i mean signs signs aliens in a fucking cornfield and maddie hitting water glasses off of the fucking table with a bat like no i'm sorry there's no water getting thrown around in in lodges and i so but i get it Uh, i tried to relate and uh, i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i tried to do my best to uh to come up with some random extra shit that um Got something to do with Masons. Uh, So if you guys got any comments uh, or anything you want to add to this, please do. Just remember, if you're going through a degree, I'm going to need that Superman shirt underneath your your suit. I'm going to need need photos. You're going to need to put it on the Freemates podcast community. I'm going to need to see it. Uh, Just, it'll reference this episode. 
uh, for those who listen on Apple and everything. It'll be funny. At least for me, anyway. I got a crack out of it. So, uh, one last thing. On YouTube, I put up a poll about what people want to wanted me to read next. And the winner, winner chicken dinner, is uh, the Book of Enoch. So, I just want to talk about that just really, really fast. Uh, one of the things I do, and I talked about it and why I got into the Lost Book of Enki, is because, you know, we're, again, looking for religion, looking for... Looking for the you know, where humans came from, and you know that's what people do. That's what that's what humans do. We're always looking for, we're trying to figure out where the fuck did we come from. We didn't just pop out of nowhere. Um, I that's how I got stuck on the Sumerian thing, and that's why I found Lost Book of Enki and everything. So what I'm planning on doing, and I am a firm believer that all religions came from a, a religion and religious stories came from a another one or, or very similar to another so what i'm going to do is i'm going to read the book of enoch and i'm going to keep a uh, lost book of enki in in mind and i'm going to try to compare to a story that we heard in the lost book of enki and uh we'll go from there and uh hopefully we can we can pull some shit out uh, if you guys have anything on the comments when i do do that i'd love to hear it but uh, for now, for the Freemasons podcast, I am Right Worship Brother George Mudry signing off. I want everyone to have a happy and safe Easter, and uh, I'll catch you guys later. Have a good night, everyone.